Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. shortest joke this is going to be the world's shortest joke balls hello friends and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created the amish baby machine podcast starring dags and johnny rage the amish baby machine podcast is a powerful american pop culture podcast and sitting across from this powerful oaken desk is johnny rage welcome johnny rage hello thank you for having me what that sounds weird do I sound different? My balls dropped. Who is this? What's going on? I'm scared. What's going what's happening? I might throw my feces at something. You sound familiar. Do I? What's that? Uh, you're a nerd. What's that Darth Vader's line when he senses Obi-Wan Kenobi? What does he say? I, I sense Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't oh. remember. <laughs> you remember that? And he's walking and... Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. I don't remember the line. I'll look it up. Who are you? Get pasty Adam on it. Oh my God. We cannot believe this, folks. If you're an original OG from the Amish Baby Machine podcast, across from this powerful oaken desk is Jeff. Welcome, Jeff. Hello. Welcome back, me. Where have you been? What's going on? The kids, what has it been, like 20 years since you've been gone? It feels like it, yeah. Well, listen, I can't say too much, but I will point out that ISIS is on the decline. So that's all I can say. They're being surrounded. They are. They're going to the, be annihilated. Yes, now. isn't that great? They're going from Mattis said they're containment gonna, to annihilation. Yes. What, what are they going to do? What, what's that move? The, the is pincer? It the, the, yeah, the pincer, the horns of the, the bull. I think it was the Zulus, didn't they do that? Where they just come around and surround and then annihilate. It's fantastic. Yeah. Classic military strategy. So you've been out there. You've been taking yeah. care of business. Well, I can't talk about it. but I, You've been taking care of business and working overtime. Bachman Turner Overdrive. Powerful. Welcome, Jeff. I think uh, BTO does a cover of their song, don't they? BTO. British Thermal. What is it? The O stand for? Octave. Octane? High octane. There we go. High octane. So a lot of things have changed in the world since you've been gone. Yep. Kelly Clarkson, is that since you've been gone? Was yep. that her powerful song? So what's changed? What do you, what, what do you want my take on? I don't know, but uh, Elon Musk, we know that you were an oh, early... Yes. You're an early early adopter yes except i don't own any of his products yeah big he's he's uh gonna have a big year spacex is gonna have a record year for launches they're landing rockets and reusing them huge he's gonna have uh the model 3 tesla coming out this year hopefully if they don't kill all their workers first you hear about that? Their workers are passing out on the floor because they're... Now, what's lines. going on? He's overworking them? The conditions are bad? Because the place looks state-of-the-art. Right. So looks like a clean room. I don't know if it's the conditions are bad. It's just, I know for one thing, they move their assembly line at a higher speed than, say, like Ford does. Because at Ford, the assembly line crawls. I mean, it, you could probably have a snail that would beat it in a race. But... In order to make production numbers hit the quotas, they have assembly line that moves faster. So there's less time for the employees to, to dink around and make mistakes or whatever. And it's just too much pressure for them when they end up passing out and keeling over. And also, I think a lot of them have a real sense of, of a pride in their job where they just don't want to, they don't want to get off the line because they want to, they, they don't want to seem weak or they wanna, don't want to seem like the weak link. It's like the soldier that gets wounded but doesn't want to go to the, the, the mash tent. So what does he have coming up? So he had – there are two – how many divisions are there? There's SpaceX, obviously, for the space program. SpaceX, Tesla. He's got the, the boring company now where they're going to do the uh, – well, exactly what that says, boring underneath and making tunnels uh, underneath L.A. And then uh, – And that's going to be the Hypercube? The Hyperloop, yeah. It's so – The Hyper – It's – The it's, hi- Hypercube, that was a – 
I think that's a Marvel thing, isn't it? The Cosmic Cube? Sounds like something from Tron. Um, the the boring... So they were going to make tunnels because if you have a 3D city, meaning your cities, your your buildings have more than just one floor. You have, a say, a, a building downtown that has 50 floors. That's a three-dimensional building. But your roads are only two-dimensional. So that means all the people that can live and work in a 50-story building have to share the same one-story road. So his thing is, instead of going up with the roads and flying cars, because who wants flying cars falling on your head? Tunnel under the ground. And the problem with tunneling right now is it's expensive and slow. And so he's he's approaching as an engineering problem where how do we speed this up and how do we make it, how do we reduce the cost per mile? And so he literally admits, we don't know what we're doing, but we bought a boring machine and we're just going to start digging and see how we can improve the process. So these will be like subways or what, what vehicle is going through these? Well, part of the thing that's going to make it cheaper and faster is making a smaller tunnel. So it's either going to be a one-lane, one-way highway um, that's automated, meaning you park your car and they call it a skate. You park your car on this little skateboard-looking thing, and it's all electric, and it drives itself, and it goes through the tunnel and deposits you wherever you need to be. Or the Hyperloop, which is the the very low-vacuum uh, tube with uh, the pods, pod racing through that so but i don't really think he knows what the first tunnel is going to be for i think it's the first initial digging is let's figure this out let's how can we make this more efficient and better it sounds cool i mean do you think like like claustrophobia is that going to be a thing or not or is it such a quick commute that um i don't to be honest that that's hard to say because the if you go with the skate idea where you take your car and you park it on a skate and it goes flying through the tunnels. That's going to be no worse than being in a car wash, probably. Um, the Hyperloop, you know. Does the, it have the cool color foam? Because I like I to wish. pay extra for the color yeah. foam. Why yeah. is that so cool? Looks like Tinkerbell exploded on your windshield. Oh. <laughs> it's a pleasurable experience. So, but if it's the actual pods, the Hyperloop pods, where you're going 200 miles an hour in the, in the near vacuum, uh, Man, that's that's going to be a little claustrophobic for people because that's going to be, I know some people that get claustrophobic in an airplane. It's just there's too much going on around you and too close and too packed in, and there's no way to get out. Even though you wouldn't want to get out of your car on the skate, it, you could, you still can. It's an option. So psychologically, it's a little bit easier. Now, what's going on with the space program? Are they going to go to Mars? I mean, the moon. What's the goal? Well, the plan is to eventually get, they call it the ITS, International something something. We'll edit that in later. Um, or the Interstellar Transport System. There you go. Interplanetary. We'll figure it out. Basically, Adam, look it up. Is Pluto included? No. And uh, Damn you, Neil Degrassi Tyson Jr. High. So the plan is to, to have that up and running by 2024, something like that, and start sending stuff to Mars. They're going to send, hopefully, in 2018 on the Falcon Heavy, which is the big heavy lift rocket. They're going to send some uh, Dragon capsules to Mars just with science experiments, just to just to learn and work out the details of landing and stuff like that. But the big thing is is landing the Falcon 9 rockets and reusing them, making it reusable. Because you decrease the cost of it, you increase the accessibility. If you If you go from... 60 million dollars for a launch to 20 million dollars a launch still a lot of money but that's a lot more companies that can now put things into space especially if you share the cost amongst small companies that are just making cubesats little you know football sized satellites or whatever they all share a ride up to space on a falcon 9 and it's split however many ways it's a lot cheaper a lot more accessible it's open up it's going to open up a lot of more interesting avenues especially if they get uh the satellite internet working they want to do a constellation of like some several thousand satellites where it would be crazy fast and low latency internet which means we no longer have to pay money to companies like comcast or time warner for their one speed fits all and then get throttled now is this going to be a commercial military commercial probably i'm sure there's going to be military uses and they'll have government contracts and whatnot but it's because i know the the air force is concerned about 
Chinese and the Russians taking out our satellites. Yeah, and and the Chinese have already demonstrated that they can do that. They shot down one of their old satellites. This is five six years ago. They fired a missile from a. I think they fired a missile from one of their fire planes, and it went up and destroyed one of their satellites. And that not only does that take out a satellite, but now you've got thousands of pieces of debris, space z- junk, space junk zinging around the planet at seventeen thousand miles an hour. So it makes it harder to put the next batch of satellites. Could in. we put pool noodles? Could we, you know, stick those all together and just collect all the, like they do in the ocean? Oh, like the uh, ocean cleanup? Yeah, we just yeah. stick together a bunch of pool noodles. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Would help with the space junk. So speaking of outer space, it's been rumbling for years, the Predator, the new Predator. Yes. Did you enjoy the Predator series? Because I think it's, I only it's, one watch, of my, it's one of my favorite movies. I only watched the first one. Because the, the, the second and third, how many were there? Well, they made too many because they did like Alien versus Predator. They did like Alien versus the clown from it and the alien. I mean, they just did all sorts of crazy spinoffs. Yeah. To me, the, the original predator is the ultimate movie. Yeah. Starts out as an eighties action film. Yeah. And then transitions into sci-fi horror. Mm-hmm. And it's got a great mythology that, you know, the mythos of the characters. So they want the original guy, Shane black mm-hmm. was Hawkins in the original. And he wants, he is apparently coming out with a new one. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, James Franco is the lead. Well, I mean, you could have said that about Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the 80s. It's like, what? No, you couldn't have. Why do we have this American military guy with this heavy Austrian accent who can't wipe Blasphemy. his own ass? So, I, I don't know. I think so, you need, see, you need a powerful alpha male, which is very threatening nowadays with all the betas we have surrounding us. Well, who us. would you have? John Cena, I think, could pull it off. Oh, what do really? you think? Yeah, I don't think he can act. Well, Arnold can't act either, and he pulled yeah, it up. Fair point. Fair so, point. who would you pick? Because, my God, James Franco is the last, I would think. You need powerful. Well, if the accent doesn't matter, I, I Tom Hardy. Yeah, see, I would, I would do that. Yeah. I um, did not. See, I'm one of the rare people that did not like the Road Warrior. Did you see the, the last Road Warrior? No. Okay. See, in the last one, he had like two lines. And it was, to me, like Mel Gibson is the road warrior. Yeah. And you have to have, I don't, but, but I did see, uh, what's the one in the, in the, the winter where the guy is, uh, uh, survival in the winter. It's, uh, back in the 1800s with, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah, yeah, Where he's getting Revenant. like grizzly bears. Yeah. Revenant. Yeah. yeah. Tom Hardy in there was fantastic. Did yeah. you see that? Tom Hardy's best, one of his best performance. Well. I really got to say his best performance was a Shin Zone in Star Trek Nemesis, but I digress. But he's also in Bronson, the movie about the, the infamous uh, prisoner in the, in the British prison system. Yes. And uh, really good in that. But he was really good in Peaky Blinders on Netflix as like this weird sort of, you look at him and you think he's just sort of like this Jewish-like orthodox jewish rabbi tell us guy. about peaky blinders but he's, that also uh, but he's like a crazy gangster like just unbelievably like merciless so that also stars this the scarecrow dude what's his name right is he in there uh, uh he's got a name i can't pronounce he's talking about silly C- yeah yeah he's in there yeah, too right yeah yeah he's really good in that that's that's an excellent show peaky blinders if you like that really showcases tom hardy well He's in it in the second and third season. I don't think he's in the first season. Yeah, that's that's set in Liverpool and the, uh, the just after World War One. A bunch of gangsters that dealing with PTSD and trying to make the make money and become the most powerful gang in in, in Liverpool. And uh, that's, I, I mean, I don't. What, what, I lost track of what I was saying. So we were talking about Tom Hardy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As the you know Dutch or whatever the character they're going to have versus the Predator. Right. Because Tom, Tom Hardy would, would bring a, a powerful acting skill set to The Predator. Yeah. The Predator was just basically like an 80s action movie, mm-hmm. and then it flipped in there. But if he added the dimension of him, good acting, I think it would be pretty epic. Like, I'm surprised they don't want to use The Rock. Like, The Rock... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, what's his real name? Dwayne Johnson? Yeah. The, the Rock is... He's someone that, theoretically, I should like as an action star. Big, powerful... But you don't. I don't know what it is why I don't like him. 
theoretically on paper he should be good. I he just doesn't have a hardness to him, I guess. Yeah, that's what it is. He's he's more of a PG action star than he is an R-rated sort of shoot 'em up. I don't see him using guns. Like Arnold can hold the minigun at the second floor of that LA building shooting out the LA cops as a terminator. I don't see the rock shooting up cop cars like that. No, yeah. So that's it. He's just, I see him he doing, doesn't have that hardness. Yeah. He's more like knock him on the head from behind and knock him out and, you know, keep moving. Yeah, the gentle giant. We, yeah. So we need, like, Hardy in uh, Revenant showed he that evil, that dark side, that, you know, badassness. That's a word, right? Badassness? It is now. How many syllables is that? But, so, that that is a good choice. Tom Hardy, I would like that. What about, because uh, I don't know, well, Tom Hardy, would, you, would he do an American accent? Yeah, that's the beauty of those guys. They okay. can just pull off, but he doesn't have to. I don't. Ca- I mean, originally it was an American thing. It was you know the special forces. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could pull him in as like SAS or something. Would that be cool? I, I don't think a lot of Americans would get the SAS reference though. Or some Australian would be kind of cool. Some yeah. bring in some cool because you're always talking about like on the old podcast. You always talk about how movies they have to dumb them down so they can sell them over in China. Oh, you know, like, tra- the, like yeah, the Transformers yeah. garbage. Yeah. I like Transformers. I liked the cartoon Transformers. But yeah, it's, it's you know, you make it a, a real flashy and, and, and shiny and explosions and, and robots fighting and, and shit like that. And it does better in China because, well, one, it's you don't have to speak the language to think it's cool to watch something blow up. But uh, what about as far as, he's not necessarily alpha, but he can be intense. Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, an incredible actor. Do you think he would fit in a franchise like Predator? Oh, I'd put him in there. That guy's one of my favorites. But he's and not really like an action star. No, but sometimes when you when you have that quiet, high quality of acting, you can pull it off. I mm-hmm. mean, he can become any character you want. Yeah. Believable. Yeah. I mean, in The Gangs in New York, yeah. scary as shit. I mean, remember he's just tapping his the knife on his eyeball? I mean, and when Leonardo was like, I felt scared for him like, oh god no yeah like that guy is badass and then he turns into abraham lincoln and he yeah. can do a great yeah well as far as i know he sounded exactly like lincoln who knows <laughs> but yeah i'd put him in there maybe he'd be like an older would he be an advisor or something and you don't think he could be the lead you don't think he could be the? how old is he now do you think he could pull it off as being young enough he's probably in his 40s Late 40s? I don't know his age. Well, he was acting in the 80s. Let me look this up real time. I'm going to find out his age. Keep talking. He was acting in the 80s. I know his sort of his breakout hits were late 80s, mid 80s, something the like that. The first one I remember is like Last of the Mohicans. Did he do stuff before that? Oh, yeah. He was in movies before that. Probably nothing that really was big over wasn't here in the like, States. W- the, wasn't he like uh, had a disability or something? My left foot or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. He played it. Yeah, that was late 80s, I think. My left foot, he played a, a guy. I think it was cerebral palsy. I could be wrong. Who knows? But he's, he's 60. Holy shit. Yes. I just used the Amish iPad and looked it up. Born in 1957. Daniel Day Dash Lewis. So does that, is he eliminated from the running then? I don't think he could be uh, young enough to be the, the main dude. Okay. But definitely he'd be in there. Well, it's, it's only the main dude that lives, right, though? Shh. Spoiler alert. <laughs> So, but James Franco, you don't think he could be, you think he's too cartoony? I can't suspend my disbelief with him. Okay. He's not physically powerful enough. But Tom Hardy wasn't that physically powerful. Well, he pulled he off did. Bane. Right. But it's because he was doing like 2,000 push-ups a day for like months at a time. Like he was doing just insane workouts. Don't you, you don't think Franco could start hitting the gym? and? and There's and only one Franco that could do that. Franco Colombo. Arnold's powerful workout partner i am like a father to franco he comes to me for advices i mean this is incredible fantastic no i mean predator they gotta get it right have you seen predator dark ages no great like i said i kind of pretty much stopped after the first predator so predator dark ages is a youtube film that fans put together oh really we're imagining the predator comes in the the time of nights (laughs) isn't that epic I really like that when people... That's really... an interesting concept, but I can only imagine the, the production quality of a YouTube fan film. It wasn't bad. Really? No, it was actually... I mean, they obviously you know sampled all the original sound effects from... Right. But they did a great job. 
on the earlier podcast back in the day, you talked about the Star Trek yeah. YouTube fan ones. Yeah, yeah. They did a bunch of fan film. And it's, I think one of them is getting sued now, too, for doing a fan film, which is a little bit lame. Because you, you would kind of think that in the spirit of fellow nerdship, you would let people kind of explore their fantasies and do these fan films. That probably explains on the beginning of this Dark Ages one. They have this huge disclaimer. Yeah. I'm like, come on. They're not making any money off it. Yeah. Or if they are, it can't be. Well, and if, if anything, it promotes the franchise. Exactly. That's like music or anything. I mean, unless if you're, to me, pirating, like if you're burning a CD of music to play, that's not pirating. But if I'm burning it, selling it out of the back of my trunk, right. that's pirating. So if some guys want to get together and do some Star Trek stuff. Why? Yeah, it, it it keeps the audience engaged because there's going to be gaps between the official canon coming out. I mean, the, the official Star Trek movies or even the series is. I mean, we have the first new Star Trek series coming out in less than a year since Enterprise ended. In, I think it was 2004 or something like that. Yeah, tell us about Star Trek. Where has that been going on? Because what was the last film? So the last film was there was Star Trek Into Darkness, and then there was Star Trek. What was it called? It was a great movie, but I, I can't remember uh, what it was called. Uh, Star Trek Beyond. Okay. That's, that's the thing is the title doesn't really refer to anything. It's not like the Empire Strikes Back where it, that's, the, that's what happens in the movie is the Empire Strikes Back. Or like the James Bond films where yeah. live another die, yeah. freedom. Yeah. See tomorrow, yes. another day. Yeah, exactly. While dying. Yes. With gold. Die hard. Um, yeah, so Star Trek Beyond, that's a forgettable title, but... Great movie. I love the Yorktown scenes in that. The big space station. Great. So that was the last movie. That was a year and a half ago. No. The last series, like I said, ended in 2004. But now they're going back to the, to the series, and they're going to they're gonna go pre-original series. So it's 10 years before Kirk and Spock. Now this is going to take place in, the, they call it the Prime Universe. The actual Star Trek universe, not the universe J.J. Abrams created by, by destroying Vulcan in the first movie. So this is the prime universe. So the little bit I know about Star Trek, I know the TV shows. Mm-hmm. So it all falls in with that. It's that canon, yeah. Yep. So, uh, and I don't know much about the new series. I've been trying not to, to, to read spoilers and stuff like that. I know they just released the, the first teaser trailer uh, a couple days ago. It's the the lead character is a, a female commander. Her rank is com- I think lieutenant commander or commander, and uh, she's going to be taking charge of a, a ship. And then they got a couple other ships involved, and it's supposedly revolves around something that's referenced in the original series, an incident, like some kind of interstellar incident. Now I don't know the original series well enough to make a guess, but. I'm sure you can read this. So is this, you know, the thing where where they stretch something out too big and then they just try to come back to the basics? Is that what why they're doing this, bringing it back? Um, well, they're bringing it back to make money for one. No, I know, but but as far as the stories go, you know, I don't know. Um, I know some of the people that are that are making the show are are have been with involved with Star Trek for a while now and are. Also huge fans, which, which helps because when you when you're a fan, you know the canon better. You know, you know the history of the the universe. Let better. me ask you this real quick: sure. the Klingons. Mm-hmm. What is a story? Was there a story someone said where, on the original show, they were just green paint, and they they looked different in the movies? What was the story on that? So, in the original series, they were just they were painted like a, a brownish color, and they had like they weren't green. I thought they were green. They're brown. No, no. All right, I'm going to look it up. They were, they were brown. They were, were darker skin. And they had beards and mustaches and stuff like that. And then once they got to the movies, when they had a bigger budget, they added all that sort of ridges and stuff to the forehead. Didn't explain it in the, mo- in the movies. But there's a Deep Space Nine episode where they go back in time to the era of the Tribbles and, and, and the original series, and they, they make reference to something about that. Uh, and then... The Enterprise series does an episode where it's some kind of eugenics thing where they, they tried to they tried to alter their genetics and they screwed up their species or something like that. And so they ended up not having ridges for a while. 
Yeah, so I'm looking at the pictures here. That you're right; they are brown. Yeah. I always thought they're green. Why did yeah. I think they're? Green? I mean, it's 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 the '60s makeup for everything. I mean, that's the same makeup they would have used for like a Mexican bandit as they would a Klingon as as they would any other evil bad guy. So this generic, you know, give them dark skin and a, and a and a mustache. No, that's cool though. I mean, I'm looking forward to. You know, what's the deal on the space? Why do we always like space movies? But to me. The comic book is movies are getting too oversaturated for me. I mean, I'm kind of ODing on that. Well, because I mean, they're they're beating a dead. Well, they're not beating a dead horse. But but, but I'm thinking about outer space too. That should be the same way, right? But it's not. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's some primal thing that people, as humans, were looking looking to go beyond Earth and go out to outer space, and it's like our destiny? We look up at the stars versus the comic book stuff. Well, comic book movies are all kind of the same thing. There's uh, uh, an average show that gets superhero powers that has to fight the bad guy and usually ends up destroying half the city during the process. Space movies, you can have very different versions of it. You can have the utopian versions like in Star Trek. You can have the dystopian versions like in, uh, there's a book series I'm reading now called The Expanse. I'd call it dystopian. And you can have, or like aliens or, or post-apocalyptic uh, yeah, post-apocalyptic stuff like that so there's different versions of the because f- it's all in the future so there's different versions of the space travel future you can have and then once you're in that universe there's still even more branches you can go with i mean is it an alien is it a virus is it just some sort of demonic planet is it something like interstellar where it's like a lot of hard science yeah i i, I like the space movies where they have a little bit of even if it's science fiction, it's something that makes sense in your brain, and they explain yeah. it. Like when they go too far off with the lasers and pew pew, then it kind of loses me. But like Aliens, which is yeah out now, the movie Aliens, yeah, they use like they have Marines and they use uh, firearms. There is mm-hmm. that what's the term for it? Did you say there is a term for it where they kind of blend the the real with the science fiction? I. Yeah, people might call it hard science if it's if it's science fiction that's sort of based on what can be real. I yeah, mean, that's hard science. Be, there's always a little bit of fantasy. I mean, like the the Martian, the movie The Martian with Matt Damon, well, the book The Martian. It's almost all hard science. I mean, the writer literally did the calculations to figure out the trajectory of when would be a good time to visit Mars so that part of the story could take place over Thanksgiving and stuff. You know, it's. So, uh, and to an extent, uh, Interstellar was like that. Um, they did a lot of actual science where they got actual astrophysicists and stuff to, to explain black holes and time dilation to them. And they tried to get incorporate some realness to it. Of course, it's still science fiction, so you're still going to have him, you know, time traveling and going through black holes. And, and, and the same with The Martian. A little unrealistic, but an interesting interesting idea the ultimate unification of pop culture and comedy the amish baby machine podcast powerful discussions welcome back jeff (laughs) thinking back to the powerful old shows if any of you guys were with us from the beginning the original amish baby machine podcast the best way to listen to this show is a couple different ways itunes please go to itunes please subscribe please leave a five-star review and write something down on the reviews if you do this, it helps us with our rankings. Also, we're available on Stitcher Radio app. Stitcher Radio, it's available on your Android devices, phones, everything. Go to Stitcher, same thing, leave a review. Five star is the best. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Amish Baby Machine. Please go to Facebook, like our Facebook page. And if you want to talk to us, we're always on the Twitters. Follow us at Amish B Machine, at Amish, the letter B Machine. Why does Morgan Freeman have to say his name all the time? I'm Morgan Freeman. I'm Morgan Freeman. We know who you are. You don't have to say your name. I think otherwise he'd forget who he was. I don't think it's for us. I think it's for him. I think he's getting up there in years. Are those freckles, is that drawn on or are those real or what? It's painted. Powerful freckles. They're tattoos. (laughs) They're tattoos. It's like when people get their lips tattooed on. Oh my God, the eye makeup, like eyebrows and lipstick tattoo? Yeah, you must really like a shade if you're going to get tattooed on. I mean, that's there's no going back. There's no wiping that off in a napkin. Now I got to ask you a question. If I I like to Nine wear inches. If I like to wear scrubs around, am I is that like stolen valor? I mean, am I going to get in trouble with the with the doctors? Oh, that's interesting. Because yeah. I yeah, I just enjoy like I go, I get my coffee, and I wear scrubs. I mean, they think I'm a 
orthopedic surgeon. Right. I didn't say I was. It's interesting. I know. Well, I, you know, if you're not doing these, you know, procedures in the coffee shop, I suppose you're all right. Or, what are, what other characters do you like to dress up? <laughs> do, you, do you do the cosplay? No. Not even Star Trek? No. If you did cosplay, who would you be? See, I don't think I could cosplay as anybody. I'd have to do one of the heavily made up aliens because I don't look like any of the characters. Yeah, but do a lot of them? I mean, they, they kind of push that. Well, yeah, the good ones do, but you're right, you're right. I can just put on a, on a, on a gold shirt and call myself Kirk, but I'm not going to fool anybody. Speaking of Kirk, Dunkirk, that movie's coming up. Yeah. What do you think? It looks fantastic. It's got Cillian, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, Cillian Murphy from Peaky Blinders. Christopher Nolan uh, directed is directing it, directed it. Powerful callback, isn't it, how we brought that character right. back, that right. actor? Powerful. Um, and it's a story that's not really, I don't think, well known in the States because it happened before we entered the war. That's cool because I like that because, you know, we, we think of D-Day and we Normandy, mm -hmm. but I like different movies that have different things. Like, do you remember the mo uh, movie we had, like um, Battle of Midway, Midway? Mm -hmm. um, the Japanese Tora, Tora, Tora yes. was seen through their eyes. Yes. So that is cool when you take a different story and you look at it from a different perspective. Yeah. Or you watch a movie like uh, Enemy at the Gates, where it's the Russian snipers versus the great, Germans. Great, great movie. Yeah, things like that. People don't talk about that movie much. No, and that's that was, I want to say that was one of Jude Law's first big movies. I could be wrong. I could be getting the timeline screwed up. But that's the, one of the first movies I remember him from, was Enemy at the Gates. Great movie. And it's, and it's obviously it's Hollywood a bit, but it's relatively kind of accurate in how things were. I mean, they, they were, the Russians were sending people into battle like, if you and I were battle buddies, they'd give you the gun and me the extra ammo. And if you got shot, I'd pick up your gun. And if I got shot, you'd pick up the ammo and keep going. Exactly. I mean, it was just, it was a sausage factory. It threw us into a meat grinder. Just great cinematography to him that, too. Yeah. So I'm excited for Dunkirk because it's, it's a different story that hasn't been told before. Uh, at least not that I'm aware of. And, and Christopher Nolan is really good at making epic movies. And he can do... Any topic. I mean, he's done Interstellar. He's done Batman. He's doing uh, World War II now. He's done, I haven't seen it yet, but The Prestige. So he does, you know, uh, uh, David Copperfield really well, I guess. Um, so he can tackle Inception, which is sort of like mind-bending type shit. So he can do a lot of different things, and he, he does it really well. And he, I think he puts a lot of thought into it. It's, he's not just banging out a movie, an action movie. It's not a Transformers it's it's an actual kind of a thought out movie. The Transformers movie, I think that's like one movie you just make the one movie. And I did like the first movie. But then it get it kind of gets like Fast and the Furious yeah. 8000. Well, it's I call I don't know where I got the term, but I call it a popcorn movie. It's just a movie where you're going to sit there and you're going to kill 2 hours. You know, it's you're not expecting to be mood fight, you're not expecting to be you you know, you're not going to watch it many a times. It's just you're going to watch it Go home and have you know you watch it, have your popcorn, and go home. And be like, oh, all right, that was worth. Seven but I, bucks I or think 10 bucks Raiders of the Lost Ark is a popcorn movie, but I think it's better. You know, it's based on the old serials. Yeah, but I it basically that's a popcorn movie, but I think it's a little better than those. Well, I think more movies in the eighty. I think the, the standard in the eighties was popcorn movies. I don't think they went into Yeah, that's when the big blockbuster... Right, because they, they never went into it in the 80s like, okay, we're going to create a franchise now. I mean, like Marvel has shit planned out for their comic book characters through like 2022 or something. They, they know the timeline. They know which characters. They've got this big, effectively a product line that they're, they're introducing or they're rolling out with. Whereas, you know, they made a movie like Predator in the 1980s. You were just making a movie. And when it did really well, like, oh, maybe we should do that again. Or try to do it again. But then, once again, you're talking about Nolan. You had the, you had the Spielbergs and, right, Jaws. You know, yeah, they they jumped the shark with that one. Oh, too soon. Yeah, powerful. See, like Jaws is one of those things where I think you you, it should have ended after the first movie, because there are certain storylines, certain plots that really only hold your belief for one movie's worth. 
Like, I don't think you can you can keep having giant sharks popping up. Well, the problem is they they back then they didn't know a lot about sharks with Peter Benchley, True. and yeah. then they found out so much that they're really not that aggressive, and yeah, so that kind of ruined the. They're whole. actually really friendly, and they like to be hand fed. So if you're ever swimming, you know, offer it food. Do we have a good Bigfoot movie? We need a good Bigfoot movie. And could Bigfoot defeat Yeti in a battle? I want to know. What do you think? Well, wow, that's good. Okay, for us, tackle the first question. A good Bigfoot movie. Not Harry and the Hendersons. I mean, oh, I want. Okay. Well, could do you think you could pull off a serious Bigfoot movie and not make it a joke? Serious? Well. I think if you were trying to do a serious Bigfoot movie, you wouldn't really be referring to it as a Bigfoot movie. It'd be, it'd be Sasquatch. It, it would be some sort of like dark, dark movie. Is it Sasquatch or Sasquatch or Satchmo? Okay, okay. And then I don't think you. I think it would be a dark movie. I don't because it would be something that would be ripping people apart. It'd be like Cloverfield. Something yeah, like it, that. exactly. So it'd be the, the, the handheld right. video. I don't think you could make an actual... There is a movie called... Well, there's a movie just like that. It's called Troll Hunter. It's a Norwegian movie where they... they these kids uh, doing a college project and they follow around this... He's a Norwegian government employee whose job it is is to wrangle the giant trolls that live in Norway. And it's a secret thing and nobody knows about it and it's a really well done movie really good subtitled so you have to you know be able to read but uh it, it that's the type of movie you would make is it is i don't think you can make a proper hollywood movie out of bigfoot not without it being a joke just because the, bigfoot's looked at as a joke now just in society but i, I enjoy cryptozoology yeah so the same with Loch Ness Monster, you couldn't pull it up? Um, See, I think Bigfoot would be way more doable as a movie than Loch Ness. Because what are you going to do? It's just some... Well, I mean, you could argue that Godzilla was Loch Ness. I mean, he starts in the sea and he comes out and then starts terrorizing all those poor Japanese people. See, I miss the 70s because they had all that cool stuff. The cryptozoology, you had the monsters and you had... Because mm-hmm. we were all depressed because of president carter or something but we, we the general malaise but we had cool stuff back then yeah we had I, in search of did yeah. you ever watch in search of with leonard nimoy he hosted a paranormal no. show uh you know what i vaguely remember that fantastic powerful but the thing is back then in the 70s you couldn't go hop on the internet and look it up and exactly and read snopes.com exactly de- debunking all of your wildest no you know snopes is all liberal we don't want to hear about that but it's cool back then in like spontaneous human combustion can we bring that back? You yeah. don't hear about that. That was that was a real serious threat back in the seventies. That like, if you were just to watch TV in the seventies, you would think one in four people died from spontaneous combustion. But but here's a yeah because you're sitting there enjoying your TV dinner. Mm-hmm. You're eating your TV dinner. Oh drink, my god, TV dinners were fantastic. Drinking your tab. They were aluminum. <laughs> They're just this powerful, you know, aluminum foil, tin foil is what the kids called it back then. Mm-hmm. And you would have your Salisbury steak. You have your corn. And you would have your brownie meal. It's yeah. fantastic. The brownie meal. Yes. The molten brownie sludge that always burnt your tongue. Yes, and you cooked it in the oven. We didn't have those fancy uh, microwaves. Right. And the, 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 and the other thing I talk about is boil in the bag stuff. They don't do that anymore. Now they have that sous vide cooking where they do it. But back then you would get ravioli. Why can't you get ravioli in restaurants anymore? I want ravioli. I want fast food ravioli. Fast food ravioli. Yeah, I want ravioli. Can I get ravioli? But anyway, so you would get the, you would get the bag of ravioli and you would throw it in boiling water and it was cooked to perfection. It wasn't burnt. It wasn't soggy. It was just merely the powerful heat of the H2O heating your delicious pasta to the perfect temperature. Well, I got pizza rolls. You don't need ravioli. Oh, my God. But we were talking before on all the podcasts, right? Were we talking about the difference between microwaving your pizza roll? Yeah. and Oh, my God. If you little sons of bitches out there have never taken pizza rolls and put them in the oven. Do it. Oh, my God. I, I was converted. I used to dump an entire bag of, of pizza rolls into the microwave oven. But now I'm willing to wait the 20 minutes or whatever it takes for the. 
Oh, it's just perfection. Yeah. And another thing, another life hack for you guys out there, if you're reheating pizza, mm-hmm. you put a little oil in a frying pan, you fry it. Well, you could also, I've seen you can do it upside down so the cheese provides the oil. I have not tried that, but I have, I have tried the old way where you just put a little uh, olive oil in a like cast iron pan and, and heat it mm-hmm. up. So you crisp the bottom and then the heat, melts the cheese you don't even really need to cover it because the problem is when you cover stuff then you get steam and you yeah. get the sogginess so you don't want to do that right but if you put it on a lower to medium heat pizza reheated in a frying pan is perfection that steam that's the same reason why you don't close the bag for mcdonald's when you have french fries in it because it steams it up and it makes the fries soggy the fries will stay crispy if you leave the bag open. but the opposite is on white castle you want them steamed Right, right, right. Yes. But we're not talking about fries. No, but it's just kind of weird. That's the one time where you want steam to powerfully melt the cheese. And if you can, get it a second bag with extra steam. See if they'll do that for you. Will they do that? I don't know. It's It's not going to hurt to ask. (laughs) You're right. It's like when McDonald's had that on the menu. It said smiles are free. So I asked for a couple in the bag. But the spontaneous human combustion just freaked me out because you're there. You're, you're, you got your cigarette. Mm -hmm. You're, you're in the Archie Bunker chair. And then you fall asleep and you start on fire. It had yeah. nothing to do with the cigarette. It was just your spontaneous human combustion. And all that was left were your keys and some coins. Yeah. And they were fused in your pocket. It's just like the, the Chicago fire. That used to freak me out too. All those cool. I like the Hindenburg. Yes. They didn't know for the longest time where that thing one blew up. We need that though. We need more. You're right though. The internet just ruined everything. Yeah. Because you can look it up. You can, you can debunk it. It's like UFOs, you know, UFOs? Yeah. They're all drones. There's no UFOs. Do you yeah. believe in UFOs? I believe there are, 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 there are unidentified flying objects, yes. I knew you'd say that. Aliens. Do you believe in the aliens? That they visited us? Yeah, and not the wall. I mean, I know they're building the wall to stop them, but... <laughs> well, you've, you know, you've heard the story about how China was successful with the wall. I mean, they've got no Mexicans there. China? So, um, do I believe in aliens? I believe they exist. Do I believe they visited? I don't know. It's just powerful. I mean, I powerful. hope it's an alien sticking stuff up my ass. I think a lot of it Otherwise, is. Otherwise, I got to figure something out. You know, it's just we all leave lives of quiet desperation. Was that Thoreau, was it, in Dead Poet Society? But we, we want to think there's something else. You know? Yeah. Well, I think there's a good chance there is something else, but the problem is it's. In this vast universe exactly. of billions and billions of Carl Sagan actually believed that there was aliens but he also had a very good explanation as to why and don't ask me to repeat it because I don't remember it but he had a good explanation as to why they hadn't visited us so looked it up on YouTube the YouTube so going back to Dunkirk you see how we did that we took it back we took it back to Dunkirk so right the aliens come into Dunkirk and they're shooting okay what about Dunkirk so we didn't finish up the Dunkirk okay are we done I think we're done we're done with the Dunkirk we're done with Dunkirk yeah what other movies coming up this summer? You know, there's really not a lot that I'm that I'm looking forward to this summer as far as movies go. Um, no, I take that back. There's there's a few things coming out on Netflix. Netflix has, uh, um, oh man, you're putting me in the spot because I can't remember what it's called. But they've got a movie starring Brad Pitt. It's got, uh, it's about the uh, uh, general that took over in Afghanistan during the surge, and. It almost seems like a little bit of a caricature of him, but it, it, of, of the general, oh fuck, what's his name? Mick something. McChrystal? Yes, Stanley McChrystal. Um, story about him and his, his, not rise to power, but his taking over in Afghanistan and cleaning stuff up, but it's sort of like a, almost like a caricature version. It's like, uh, uh, almost like a Saturday Night Live version of, of McChrystal, but it's, telling a serious story and it, it kind of it seems like it's really well done going by the previews so i'm excited for what's coming on netflix because i think they're spending a lot of money on stuff that regular studios would wouldn't dare spend money on i mean they brought us the marvel tv series defenders they're bringing us things like daredevil and jessica jones i just finished watching that series luke Cage. what did you think jessica jones was really good that was really well done I wasn't sure about Kristen Ritter in that role because she was that the B in Apartment Twenty Three and whatever sitcom that was, and that just terrible concept to begin with. But she was actually really good in that, and it was really well done. 
And I, David Tennant was the bad guy in, the, in that series, and he was really good. David Tennant, he's, he played Doctor Who for one, a couple of the seasons. Sure. Really good British actor. Uh, Iron Fist got panned. By yeah. Me. I'm still going to watch it because in order to watch The Defenders, I think I have to watch all four series. Series I. But uh, Luke Cage is next, so I'm going in chronicle, chronological order. Chronological. See, the, my problem is with a lot of the comic book movies, I remember the actual comic books. Yeah. And so, some some things I can handle getting changed and other things I can't. And my uh my thing is dark. I really hate when they make things too dark. A lot of characters, you know, the dark knight, whatever, mm-hmm. gritty, but not every superhero has to be dark and gritty and urban and you know, just you but, see what I'm saying? The 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 street like urban noir, the it works for some things and some things it doesn't. Like, what about Daredevil? Is uh, Having never read the comic books, was Daredevil... Because he's blind and he goes out at night, so obviously it's going to be dark, literally. Was it? But was it sort of a noir-type comic book, or was it all... Yeah, Frank Miller, when he did it, he did yeah. Sin City, so that's fine. Right. But I guess I guess it's when it gets to, into, like, Superman, which, to me, Superman was never about that. Right. He was truth, justice, and the American way. Okay. Primary colors. I think me and you talked about this yeah. before. So even like even like Aquaman, they they turned Aquaman into this primal dude with the tats and everything. Have you seen what he looks like now? I've seen the pictures. Yeah. The, the... And to me, I I would like Aquaman to be the old Aquaman. Well, yeah, the problem is you have to try to make Aquaman cool. But I don't. Why does everything <laughs> have to be cool though? I think you know. Well, because they're trying to make money off it. No, but I think I think for the you can make like Aquaman like a family show. I don't know. Am I crazy? Well, do you remember the man from Atlantis? Did you ever hear about that? Oh, uh, that was a TV series. That yes, failed miserably. Oh, come it? on, it was wonderful. They, that's they, see, that's the golden age. We had, we had Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing too. The Wonder Woman was, you know, basically the American flag wrapped around her. Right. And now they turned her into Xena Warrior with all the dark yeah. and the sepia tones and browns. It's getting really good reviews though. It's getting really good reviews. I will suspend my powerful disbelief. Okay. I will watch it. I'll give you a powerful review. I mean, who knows? I might like it. Like I always, the one I always use is 300. Mm-hmm. When I saw the clips of 300, I don't know if I was in the movie with you. When the, they'd have the preview on there and go, we will blot out the sun. And it was just so mm-hmm. it's like, oh God, are you serious? <laughs> but then when I watched it, I really got into yeah. it. Really. I, and I didn't think I would. I thought it'd be like, you know, some Transformers where I'd be like, ugh. But it hit, so this Wonder Woman might be awesome. Well, the problem is they're struggling to make a real successful DC franchise, DC movie yet. So, I mean, they're trying all the different things with Superman and Batman, and and they're going to come out with the Justice League eventually, where they're trying to get at least one franchise out of the DC universe to really kind of take traction. Because, I mean, you've got so much from Marvel with the Avengers and and, uh, uh, X-Men and all all the stuff that they got going on Netflix. They're just, they're killing it. And DC just can't get traction. And so some people think that the Wonder Woman movie is is going to be that movie that sort of finally gets DC to where Marvel is. And and th- it's getting good reviews. Initial reviews, pretty good. See, originally DC had more of the corny characters. Mm-hmm. And Marvel had the cooler characters. Even when you were a kid, people really didn't read DC comics. Right. You know, you had, you know, he had Superman and Batman and... They were kind of dorky, even for the older kids, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, but, but there's cool characters. Like, to me, the Justice League of America, they cut out the America, America. Yeah. And there was the Legion of Doom. The Legion of Doom was the, you know, the, the opposites yeah. to fight them. And that was a cool premise. It was like this cool Darth Vader skull under the, under the swamp, and it would come up, and they had all these Solomon Grundy, and they had a lot of cool evil characters so i always thought if you could get a good director to make it cool so i don't know who could pull that off for i like i said we haven't seen wonder woman but yeah to make them cool because there's some cool characters in the dc world definitely superman you know they keep rebooting it all the time redo whatever you want to call it but i think if they kind of bring it back and do the primary colors and they and for some reason bring back the goddamn john williams theme i mean that yeah. was the best. And I don't know if they could or, you know, like these. Bring back Gene Hackman. Oh, my God, Gene Hackman. Wonderful. 
Yeah, who is the best Lex Luthor? I don't know. Who's the um Gene Hackman? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a kind of a character. I mean, you have to be a powerful. You have to be a good. Maybe actor. Patrick Stewart could do it. Yeah, he's bald. He's yeah, powerful. Yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> so you I, like to me, like you're talking Daniel Day Lewis or someone that scares the shit out of you. To me, it would be a good Lex Luthor. You know. I'm trying to think. I don't think you can find someone naturally bald to do it. I think you have to find a good. No, but who cares? Yeah, head. but yeah, who cares? I mean, which which you know means it could be anybody. Definitely not The Rock. Yeah, and The Rock. The Rock's like we were talking earlier that he just doesn't have that hard. He's soft, even he's though he's a PG action here. Yeah, but even it's just so weird though looking at him and on paper and everything. He should be badass, but to me, he just can't pull off that. Maybe he needs to go back to the streets, you know, kind of like when Rocky, when they brought him back to the hood to train, remember, to get the eye of the tiger? Yeah. Could we drop off the rock instead of, you know, where he lives now in Burbank and just drop him in Detroit or something? Just, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, drop him off in Mosul for a while. Oh, yeah, because, you know, he'd be wearing all his fancy jackets and then, oh, he would just have to be reborn. The Zuba's pants and the fanny pack and... There's old pictures of him wearing Zubas in the... Oh, yeah, that one that, that one classic picture. Yeah, you're right. With the gold chain on the outside of the turtleneck sweater. Classy. Classy look. Powerful. What the hell were we talking about? I don't know. We're just... This is the first episode. How long has it been? Four years. Seven years. We don't know. Ten years. We don't know. The prodigal son has returned. Jeff has returned to the Amish Baby Machine podcast. I think Johnny Rage right now is doing a... I think he's doing a glitter glitter makeup tutorial on YouTube. I don't know if you knew that, Jeff, that he's Yeah. Yeah, his his dream is to become a do makeup tutorials on YouTube. He's working on the glitter tears as we speak. He's got competition out Very there. popular with the kids, the glitter tears. Did you have a good time, Jeff? Sure. Welcome back to the Powerful Podcast. This is the Amish Baby Machine Podcast, the most powerful podcast ever created. And until next time, kids. You've just enjoyed, like I said, the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast is available on iTunes and on the Stitcher radio app available for iPhone, iPad, Android, and Kindle Fire. Please follow us on Twitter at Amish Baby Machine and visit our webpage www.amishbabymachine.com. Thank you for listening. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production, all rights reserved.